Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you have dreams, Sunae? I do. What do you dream about? Um recently you dying. Okay. And the aftermath of that. What did I do? What happened? I don't know. It's never the focus of the dream. It's more. No, not important. No. <laughs> Just focus on what's next, eh? I'm sure it is important. I don't know. It's about the the aftermath. Mm. Okay. Have you ever dreamed about Nicolas Cage? No, mm. I don't think I have. Okay. Have you? I think so. Okay. So we can be sure we're not being dream scenarios. I don't think so. No. Okay. But nobody knows. For sure. We can't hear that. <laughs> We need to stop saying that. <laughs> Hello there, everybody. This is I Only Like You and Movies. My name is Lonnie. I'm here every week talking about movies with my main girl, Sine. Am I a main girl or is Dylan Galuli a main girl? <laughs> Where did this come from all of a sudden? I love Dylan. She's in this movie. That's a nice segue. Okay. <laughs> Dream scenario is the movie we're talking about. Uh, Nicholas Cage joint. You know what's the name? As famous and ubiquitous as Nicholas Cage is, mm-hmm. I think I've only seen a handful of his movies. Name them. What have you seen? Adaptation. Okay. That's not, is that the only one? Oh my god. <laughs> I've seen Kick Ass. Okay. Why doesn't he have a proper? Acting credits, right? Thank you, filmography. Oh my God, Wikipedia. He's got a whole page because he's been in so many movies, like a million. All right, we'll start. We'll start most recent. What What have you seen? You saw the Flash. Mm, he's not really in that. Okay. Oh, Spider Verse. He's the voice. Yes. <laughs> And like, part of it is that he does does so many movies. Snowden. We saw Snowden. Oh yeah, he's in that brief. I don't remember him in that. We've got the Ghost Rider series. Not seen that. City of Angels. I haven't seen that. Face Off. I mean, he's been in so many good movies, but also he's been in so many other movies too. National yeah. Treasure. I haven't seen National Treasure. You've okay. never seen National Treasure. All this was to say, <laughs> rather than reading out his Wikipedia page, I um, like him a lot, but I haven't haven't really gone into his back catalogue a whole lot. But I was very keen for this one because it's just a great idea for a movie, isn't it? What's the idea? It's a great premise. The premise is he's an ordinary, regular dude who starts showing up in people's dreams. And people are like, "Oh my god, I dreamed about you." Mm. What the f? And it's the ramifications from that. How does he deal with that? And he deals with the fame and the downsides to this. Mm. And what do you basically? How does a a regular guy who's thrust in the spotlight deal with it? Mm-hmm. Allegories to Fame, mm-hmm. internet fame mm-hmm. these days, um, cancel culture, getting in there, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and and kind of yeah, just the classic scenario for a movie taking someone regular, putting them in an extraordinary situation, and trying to figure out what happens. I think it's very well done. I think it's very well directed. He's he's awesome in it. The whole cast is amazing. I think it really explores a topic 
perfectly and then maybe at the end miffs it a little bit. Yeah. But I like it still. It's like they're running towards the try line. Okay. And then we drop the ball a little and it's like, oh, is he going to catch yeah. it? And you fumble it in your own hands. And it's like you, you kind of get it over the line mm. at the end. But it still nails it, I think, yeah. overall. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to take us through some of the characters in the plot and your thoughts? What do you reckon? On the characters? No, oh, let's talk, talk you, about them. Overall. It's my turn to talk now. No, what do you think? <laughs> I thought it was good. I really liked it. I thought it was a great premise. I didn't like the hard left turn with the parody. Okay, should we do any spoilers then? If you've listened to this point and don't want to hear any more, stop. Everyone else, let's go on. What's your parody bit? What are you? The dream bracelet when Nicholas. Too much. Um, Bertel, the name? Braun, sorry. Nicholas Braun comes in. And I just don't know if we needed that. So the idea is that there is this hidden network, it seems, of dreams that somehow Nicholas Cage got into and got into everyone's dreams mm-hmm. and these guys are coming in to monetize it yeah they've made this taking bracelet that can can sort of like astral project you into a certain dream scenario yeah and of course they use it to make money advertising. advertising yeah i liked that as a concept but it kind of seems like it's a different movie the way they did it like an infomercial too almost like and i also think agreed i think with with this topic right with mm-hmm. this premise, mm-hmm. the more you try to explain it and talk about the specifics of how it works, I think that takes the away less from interesting it yeah. Is. yeah. The idea is supposed to be is just I think I was happy with being magic or so we don't one of those really, things that happens. It, it's know? an ambiguous ending. We don't really know. Did you find that satisfying? Did you think that was a satisfying end, having no explanation, or do you think it would have been better people talking in universe about why and exploring why? I think it was more just the hint that there's a sort of hidden hive mind that we're all part of and that mm. through some sort of accident he's happened to be, he's launched into that. And I think, I'd have to watch it again, but I think it links to his research that he had done about the ants oh, having a hive mind. I forgot mind, about right? that. That's, that's the, it's got to be a connection. Yeah. I've got to watch it again. It's been, it has been a while since I've seen it to be. What I'll say as well, I think the point of, People coming in and taking something magical and monetizing it, taking all the fun away and influences and whatever, right? Yeah. I think that was already dramatized by Michael Sarah's character. Trying to use Paul yes, using Nicholas Cage. Yep. So it's kind of that again. Yep, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. I love Michael Sarah and everything. Mm-hmm. His character's quite a real real douchey character in this, isn't he? But the classic Michael Sarah sort of on the surface he's nice. And he's like a real bro tech sort of guy mm-hmm. who says all the right things. Mm-hmm. But really, all you want to do is just use you to make money off. He's so good. He sees this guy who's become famous for nothing almost. And is like, let's get Pepsi involved. What can we do yeah. with this? <laughs> yeah. No, it was good. In that way, it touched on a lot of different things. I think it did touch on the cancer culture wave that you spoke about. Sort of the anti-Me Too wave. You know, when he's talking about his lived experience and things like that. I think they could have gone even harder in that and made him more dislikable. That's a great sequence where he does this tearful apology thinking he's nailed it apology and makes video. it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Which is classic and obviously commentary on all those YouTube apology mm-hmm. videos and mm-hmm. I'm going to tell my truth, etc. Mm. I just think they could have made him more dislikable. I think so. And I, to go back to again, they were trying to explain potentially too much with the 
the dream bracelets and stuff. Mm. I think the idea, which is more subtle, which I enjoyed, was that at the beginning, he's fallen into these dream sequences, and in his life, he's a bit lost and vacant. Mm-hmm. And so in the dreams, he's just there watching. And that's what he's doing in life, right? Yes. He's, he's not doing anything. He never helps no anybody when they're in, like, a yeah. life or death situation. Yeah. yeah. But then as he goes on, when he has the has the tryst with Dylan Galula's character, yeah. the dreams start becoming sexual. Mm-hmm. That's like him. He's finally reawoken his sexuality as well. Mm-hmm. That's sort of impacting. And then as he becomes more unhinged in his day-to-day life, the dreams become more unhinged as well and violent yeah. and crazy. And he has a dream about himself hunting yeah. him down, which I really liked that sequence because this is one of those movies where you don't really, you can't really predict what's going to happen. Like Any scene you're just be sort a of dream. like ready for it. Yeah. Mm. And the fact that they, you didn't, you weren't sure what was real. You were like, mm. is this conversation a dream or not? And with the arrow shooting and we were like, maybe there's two of him. Maybe there is yeah. a, a yeah. magical version of him and one that's real. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really liked that. And I thought that the, is it Russian editing, Russian style editing, mm-hmm was really great in in that it showed us a lot of juxtaposition of images and we could draw comparisons between dreams and reality and what was happening you mentioned dylan galula's character dylan was great that sequence was great she did a great job at acting being bad at acting mm. which is good um and so she has a she's a sex dream about nicholas cage and so she tries to recreate that in real life and that's the idea yeah. is that you can't recreate dreams and i think we probably shouldn't recreate i them. don't think so no <laughs> i think maybe well, just leave them because you can never do it no, no. It never works out. And he shouldn't be there at all, but he gets taken away by the fame. He, Yeah. It's like, does he think he deserves it? Is he trying to help her? Which he hasn't been helping people in their dreams. Well, in the beginning with Michael Sarah's character, remember, he's like, I'm not interested in doing all these things. I want to get my, my book that I wrote. I want to give that more fame. And there's that really mm. sort of like cringy sequence where it's like he's trying to do a book tour, but the book tour's sort of half done because no one's really interested in this book. No. People just want to have a meet and greet with him. But it does do some interesting stuff. The, the guy that broke into his house tried to kill him, mm. like, because he did something in the dream or whatever, mm. and or he can't stop dreaming about him. I think that guy couldn't stop dreaming mm. about him. He's like, get out of my head. Of course. Um, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I th- just think it was a really cool concept that was really well executed because we didn't know what was happening one minute to the next and you were sort of just along for the ride. And that's not that great. Um, that's what movies should be about. Mm. And too many movies we see, uh, I don't, everything happens as exactly as you expect it to happen. Mm. No surprises. And sometimes it's satisfying to watch things play out just because they're well made. 
but to watch a movie where you really don't know what's coming next at all times. Yeah. And good on Nick Cage, the classic Nick Cage sort of move to this sort of movie. Yeah. But using his stardom to mm-hmm. get this sort of thing made, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I and and watch pretty... as well. People watch this because he's in it. Yeah. He's, got he's a developed following. sort of like a cult following, sort of a, a reconnaissance of mm. late, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. And I like the fact that he's doing weird projects. Yeah, like totally. he, He's just like, why not make some like crazy weird shit? I think that's cool. We didn't mention Kate Bland, who we love as well. Mm-hmm. She's as Michael Sarah's offsider. <laughs> she just, I think she could nail anything. She's just so funny. She just has Naturally, a look. And she yeah. just, yeah, I've got about her. So the movie sort of ends with, tell me, tell me if I'm getting this right. Essentially, the, the message is he had to hurt someone in real life in order for the dreams to go away because he was trying to get to that auditorium, remember, and he hurt that woman's hand by getting stuck in the door. Mm. And then after that, the dream stopped. So was that like the price he had to pay? He had to Could be argued. become a villain in order to... I thought it was more he just went through such a traumatic event. Maybe he was cut himself off from the network. And that's why it stopped, because he... Yeah. I, I he he liked... had less control over it all, though, I think, so... Yeah. I might have liked a little bit more clarity on that point, maybe, on why they stopped. I just, yeah. Maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe there's mm. hints in the ant stuff that mm. explains it. But I, I sort of interpret it as... He had to pay a price. He had to make a sacrifice of some sort that in the real world in order to make this personal hell stop the trauma sort of thing. Mm. I, yeah. I thought it could be as simple as as he accidentally fell into that world. He accidentally fell out of it as well. She had subconscious. Yeah, true. Then I'm like, I don't know if I like the shared subconscious as a thing. I think it might have been cooler if it was just like a weird thing that we all did. Mm. But I guess, I don't know. I think... For that to be like him paying a price, maybe we would have had to see more of him actually owning up to it and saying sorry to the people that he hurt. We just sort of yeah. see sometime later he's come back and he gets divorced from his wife, I suppose, which... That's true. He's got the daughters yeah. sort of... That was a really hard mm. sequence. We see, that, see it play out and then realise that's how he wanted it to play out in a dream and we redo the scene, how it actually happened. Mm-hmm. We love stuff like that. Like back in 500 Days, the split screen of how the situation's going to play out, how you want it to play mm. out and redo it. Incredible sequence. Um, I just wanted to say Peter DeBruge from Variety said that Borgley director shoots the dreams no different from the waking moments, creating a kind of mind game for audiences mm. who must determine at any given moment whether the scene in question is real or imagined. Yeah. It's really well done. I think the ending was quite tragic. He, he goes into his wife's dream because yeah. he can't be with her anymore. I guess that it goes that you can't recreate dreams and also you, you can't recreate your dreams can't, you can't recreate reality either in your dreams yeah yeah sort of be the sweet ending as it all plays out but quite enjoyable what do you think about like some people think that dreams have like ulterior meanings do you ascribe to that belief of when you dream about your teeth falling out it's actually you're about worry about money or something like that well some of it is i don't think there's like exact correlations between those things you can't do Mm. dream catches and dream interpretation stuff but mm. i think honestly obviously when you're anxious about something in real life that can play out in your dreams mm-hmm. and like if you're having like a trouble with somebody in your real life and then they pop up in your dream it's probably because it's yeah in your mind somehow but there is so much we don't know and 
Don't they think dreaming is really just your brain processing stuff? That's what I think it is. Yeah. I think it's your brain just trying to work through stuff. Don't they reckon your brain is like when you when you fall into really good sleep, your your brain is sort of the spinal fluid flows over it and stuff, and that's how it's. It's not so spinal re- fluid ever again. It's like yeah, like a computer getting repaired. You, you turn it on over. You let, let it, so, you let it yeah. do a system update overnight instead of what your brain's <laughs> doing, right? Every time I say I'm fine for it to be installed overnight, it never gets installed. <laughs> so what's the point? Yeah, I think I think it's just us sort of problem solving in, in weird ways and making connections between different things in our lives that we might not have thought of. Mm. I always have a lot of trauma pop up in my dreams, like capital T trauma. Okay. That's always fun, mm. having that pop up. Because I love thinking about it at night mm. as well. <laughs> anyway. It's weird. And why do we forget them so easily? Well, maybe our brain's done what it needed to, mm. which is sort of made some connections, work stuff out, and it's like, here you go. And you wake up and you're like, mm, maybe I should do this. And then mm. you do it. Maybe we're all puppets. Maybe this is the Matrix. Who knows? I don't know. Always good to see Tim Meadows and things. Always great. Very funny guy. Love him. And seeing Dylan in, in more things as well. So yes. Done the indie circuit for a while. But now getting more and more. I was so oh. surprised that she was in this. I was not spoiled at all. And she's popped up and it's like a friend. It's like, Dylan's here. <laughs> oh, my God. She's really big on Twitter, obviously, and a big social media following. Mm-hmm. And she was in... Um, Shit House slash Freshman Year was the one we first saw her in. She's perfect in that movie. Mm-hmm. What was she got coming up? Well, he's got a bit of a crush on her. Oh, come on. You, you both do. I Want You Back, 2022. Horse Girl. Alison Brie as well. Another I, one. I don't know if I want to watch a movie called Horse Girl. Yeah, I don't have much either. I don't okay. know much about it. All right, cool. Well, what's I want you back about? She's not even in the in the. Two recently bumped game. strangers who team up to sabotage the new relationships or their exes. That's pretty. That's fun. fun. Okay. Right. Cool. Sorry, we're just having a little peruse on Dylan's upcoming projects. Yeah, add some to our list. Mm. I really enjoyed Dream Scenario. I think I want to watch it again. Some movies you've seen yeah. recently we've enjoyed but can never watch again or haven't enjoyed so much where I never want to see it again, something. So, <laughs> but this one I think I'd, I'd like to grab on Blu-ray and watch again. I think, yeah, I think I need to watch this a couple of times to understand mm-hmm. more about what it was trying to... So much is happening is the thing in this movie that you're like, okay, and then mm. he's doing this and then this guy's coming for this and then what's happening here that I think on first viewing you're just trying to keep up with it. Whereas second viewing, knowing what happens, mm. you can actually go make connections a bit more, perhaps. Like your brain does. Like your brain does when you replay the events of the day. <laughs> We're scientists. That's well. right. Okay, rating time. Four stars. Yeah, I'm going four stars too. Really great. Mm. Weird, but in a good good way. In a, a good way. Cool, fun way. And I, I'm, I'm just impressed that we, you know... What are the hundred over hundred years of movies? We've still got new concepts. Mm-hmm. Not the most original concept ever, I suppose. Dreams, doing about dreams, but this idea of just a random guy popping up in your dreams. Yeah, I was intrigued from the very beginning. Well, it's an A twenty four project. I know people have turned on them lately because it's like a film bro thing, or I don't even know what's happening with it. I don't care. I think A twenty four are doing a great job of backing new creative mm. independent stories, and no other studio is doing that at the moment. Mm-hmm. So. And they were good during the strike too, weren't they? Absolutely so, incredible. Mm. So 
I don't care what it says about me. I think they're making really interesting choices and are putting new con- new interesting content out there for audiences to watch. Well done. To them and to you for saying that. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oscar season. I'm not sure when exactly this is coming out, but mm. this time of year. This hasn't got any Oscar noms. No noms. He was nominated for Golden Globe, though. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Just say the director is Christopher Borgley. He's from um, Norway. Made a few movies in Norway, which seemed pretty cool. I haven't said it to myself, but this is first a European. Sorry, first Hollywood movie. That's awesome. I'd be keen to see more. This is so intriguing yeah, yeah, and yeah. well made. Totally. Did he write it as well? I believe so, yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Right. Awesome. We never saw The Unbearable Massive, Weight yeah. of Massive Talent. We want to, though. We need to go back and watch that. Um, sort of a meta thing, sort of about him playing himself, version mm. of himself or something. He's been an Australian scene in The Surfer. Pull that one up. What do you mean? Quick... What do you mean? Upcoming psychological thriller. I'm pretty sure he's an Australian. Mm. Oh, good. Can't wait for that one. No. Like, the accent. It's going to be awful. Well, we'll look forward to that. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.